Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week we will be continuing our Star Wars saga as we talk about Star Wars Attack of the Clones, the second of the enumerated episodes. Uh, so, not the second release, obviously, but the second of George's vision of episodes. Joining me yet again is Mr. Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. How you been? Thanks, Nathan. I've been great. How have you been? Not too bad. This is actually an interesting thing because right now we're recording this uh, earlier in the week than we typically would because we'll be releasing this later because we got to kind of stack up a couple episodes again because I'll be out of the office for a few days. And uh, I actually didn't do any work this morning because I had the morning off and I spent the morning at the children's hospital uh, just kind of doing some stuff for Extra Life there, representing them and kind of being able to see the, the Peoria, Illinois facility for the Children's Hospital of Illinois and I uh, just want to give a shout out to Extra Life again. If you would like to donate, any donation helps, no matter how small, no matter how large. Uh, you can go to extra-life.org slash participant slash NT, and you can find my page there and be able to donate to Extra Life. That's coming around the corner pretty soon. I think uh, just a little over two weeks before my stream. So That's great. That's that'll great. be What a good cause. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, be actually going to the children's hospital and seeing what you're doing, how it matters and how it affects things, it gives you a more perspective, and you really have more of an understanding and a greater appreciation, even more so than uh, than what you had before going, going into it, so uh, definitely eye-opening, for sure, and uh, again, it's, it's, not, it's a really good cause, so if you can donate, or if you can maybe even do your own extra life, I highly recommend it. It is an excellent, excellent cause. But, Alex, um, what have you been entertained by recently? I know that you uh, you may or may not have played a little game of Madden with one of our listeners. I did. I played. Uh, we played Dan, Anthony, and I played um, our Madden matchup last night. It was 49ers versus Bears. Um, it was a good matchup. It started off really defensive, really well. Uh, I think it was only 10-0 at halftime. Um, it was just just a really competitive game, and then I got a couple really good kickoff returns that kind of just took the game away from him, and um, I hung on to win the game. Well, you were just avenging me, right? Because he beat me. Oh, so frustrated that I lost to you. <laughs> but I wasn't. I'm not gonna take it out on Dan. I just uh, Dan. I just showed up. I played played a good game. I thought I was really focused. Um, I've been practicing a little bit, which when we played, I was I had been off for a couple weeks, so I'm getting back into the groove of things now. So all I gotta say is watch out when we get into the playoffs, sir. <laughs> NFC Championship, NFC, right? That, based on how we're gonna break, like for our positions and the and because your division is amazing, like you have Seahawks that are like eleven and one. Mm-hmm. We'll probably if we meet up in the playoffs, it would only be for the championship matchup to go to the Super Bowl. So really exciting. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, other than Madden, um, you know, I've been watching the Star Wars films, um, American Horror Story. Uh, is uh, one that I like to watch around Halloween. I'm going through the second season right now in the Insane Asylum, and that's only because on Saturday I think Molly and I are going to go check out the haunted house in the Insane Asylum in uh, Bartonville. Um, but the new season is about a haunted hotel. Um, it's gotten really good reviews so far. It takes place in the current year, so it's you know not stuck in the past like some of the other seasons. It, it, it's pretty entertaining. Um, it's gotten really good reviews. Um, so. If you're in the Halloween spirit, you want to check out nice little Haunted Hotel TV series, American Horror Story. Um, other than that, I haven't really been doing too much other than watching, listening, reading about Star Wars. It's all Star Wars. It's right Star now. Wars season. It, it really is. I mean, everything. It's Star every Wars season. And I didn't even tell you this. When we were in Times Square, we went to um, the Disney store. Mm-hmm. And they remodeled the second floor since I had been there the last time. It's almost completely Star Wars now. Nice. Second floor. It's it's amazing. They have so much cool merchandise. I almost got like. I can't justify the price on spending that. I want almost everything I saw, oh, but yeah. some of the collectibles are just Have amazing you seen products. The one thing that I want to get, but again, I can't justify the price on this either, is the the Kylo Ren lightsaber. Uh, it's 180 bucks. I saw it at Walmart the other day, and I was like, Is it the original, like the FX? Yeah, it's yeah. it's because for or um, I think it was either Force FX or Master Replicas used to make those, and Hasbro bought out you know that ability to do those. Mm-hmm. Uh, designed. So this is basically the same kind of lineage as that. Man, I really want that lightsaber. 
But I have my own. So I'll take my own, my green lightsaber that I have, my custom one, and I'll be in line, I'm sure, with and that. And it's better to be a Jedi than a Sith. It depends what kind of Jedi. If you're Qui-Gon Jinn Jedi, yeah. Well, green. I mean, let's see. Who, who's who been green? Qui-Gon, Yoda. Luke. Luke. Later, a good Luke. Uh-huh. And not an experienced Luke. Well, he had just his dad's lightsaber. He didn't make his own. So his own lightsaber. We'll talk about that later. Inexperienced or corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's good. That's good. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, I'm sure that you saw last night. I was watching the Monday night game, and during halftime they revealed the uh, trailer for Star Wars uh, Force Awakens. If you haven't seen the trailer yet. How have you not? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and insert it in here so you can at least listen to it. are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. That trailer is amazing. It was... So you, you you know the trailer that they released on Black Friday, which was pretty good. I mean, it was amazing, right? Oh, yeah. You saw Han, you saw Chewie, you saw the ships and everything flying around. This one really, really gives you a tone. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a lot more look at the characters. You see Han, like, giving dialogue other than Chewie were home. Right. And it, it sounds really... I mean, he's speaking with reverence about the Jedi. He Because, you know... In A New Hope, he's talking about how, you know, he's never been all around the galaxy and he's never seen anything that he tells him is any all mystical force. But now, in that trailer, he's like, it's true, the Jedi, the Sith. It's all real. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, it's just so good. BB-8 walking or, or, you know, rolling around on the sand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, so my my theory is, you know who asks uh, the Rey character, "Who, who are you? And she says, I'm nobody at the very beginning. At the very beginning when she's walking in the sand, yeah. I'm betting that's uh, probably the character that Lupita Nyong'o plays. Because it kind of sounds like her. And it, you see, you hear that same person's dialogue towards the end of the trailer again, too, mm-hmm. about letting the Force in. That's probably that person, Yeah. that same one. It sounds like Lupita Nyong'o, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, so a couple things that I took away from the trailer, and maybe you knew them before I didn't, um... W- we got a clear picture, a clearer picture of Kylo Ren's motives. Did you see the Knights of Ren, probably, that were standing around Ren at that one little cut scene, just a quick scene? Oh, when he had his lightsaber out? Yes, I saw that, yep. Um, but we know that he has some kind of a motive that is triggered around Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that prior to the trailer. So, you haven't probably gotten there yet, but in the book, um, 
what was the book that you got uh, on Force Friday? What was it called? Star Wars Aftermath. Aftermath, thank you. Jeez. <laughs> like, I can, I can see it in my head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was, in there there's an interlude that talks about getting a certain artifact of Darth Vader. So okay. it's kind of one of those things where it's, um, there's probably going to be a big story behind it in a way. Mm-hmm. So you need to, there's a lot of interludes actually that might, you'll definitely want to read before the movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one of them. And there's one with Han that's interlude in the so movie. So do you think it's just based on that artifact, whatever it is, that is his motive for f- trying to finish Darth Vader's work, whatever that is? Or do you think he has some kind of uh, an emotional tie to Darth Vader? Mm, I don't think there'd be anything emotional about it. Well, I mean, you know, is he connected with him somehow? Was he alive or was he around Darth Vader during his reign that Darth Vader inspired him or maybe trained him or anything like that? I doubt doubt that. I mean, the timeline probably wouldn't match up. Right. But he has to have been inspired by Darth Vader somehow to to want to, quote, finish what you started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you also got to figure, like, where did he get all of his training from? Right. And that's the kind of curious thing, too. Always, too, right? Well, the old Sith, yeah. But, I mean, that pretty much ends with Palpatine because he doesn't teach down his stuff to anybody else except Vader. Right, because he wanted complete complete power. Yeah. So now it can be whatever it wants to be. Like, the rule of two doesn't really have to be a factor anymore. But somewhere along the line, you still have to have... Uh, the you don't just learn how to be a, a, a Jedi or Sith, right? You don't just learn how to manipulate the Force. You you are you have to be taught, right? Yeah, I, I think you still have to be taught. I would hope you still have to be taught. See, for some aspects, I'm sure you would, but maybe like you know, if you, if you grow up and you're a Force sensitive, maybe mm-hmm. you just kind of start to experiment and understand that you can do this. You can do that. Kind of like Superman, you know, where he starts sure. to kind of understand what he can do, push himself more, see if he can do something. Well, based he does. on your midi chlorian count. Right, I don't. Think, I don't think there's gonna be the, I don't think you're gonna hear that word in this movie at all. <laughs> by the way, um, but yeah. So I think that you know from the trailer, things that you can take away obviously is that Kylo Ren is gonna be amazing, and the fight between Finn and Ren looks like it's gonna be the like typical of like that first fight that you saw between Luke and Vader. Right. I, mean, I can almost imagine. Finn looks like if you look at his eyes just before they come away, he like gets scared like his yeah, eyes he's open freaked up. Out. Yeah, when he it's starts like, to actually come It might be out. like the first time that he held the lightsaber right mm-hmm. there too and, and you know getting ready to use it. So. And there's there's all this talk about, you know, in that one little quick teaser how it showed him having the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I think now that it's probably going to be with him having the the lightsaber in that trailer as well as being featured with the lightsaber in the poster, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like some sort of Jedi in training type character. But also, Rey is really featured in the poster as well. You've seen the poster, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So she's like pretty much front and center. Yeah. And then you got Kylo Ren on the left. You've got some sort of looking Death Star thing on the top right again. So mm-hmm. there might be another iteration of a Death Star. And then you've, on the right, you've got Finn with the lightsaber. And then you've got Leia. You've got Han. And you've got all you get BB-8 on there, and the the troopers in the bottom, and you got I think in the bottom middle you've got uh, the Chrome Trooper. What's what's her name? Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. So see, I I I wish they would have. I, I understand the reasoning for them showing the red lightsaber because it's got the new features at the bottom because you know they're bringing back Sith, but or a type of Sith we don't know yet, but. I would have preferred that they didn't show a single blue or green lightsaber. I don't want to see a single blue or green lightsaber, especially by a character that we don't know who he is. Well, in the first trailer, we saw the lightsaber already. So we knew that that I was know, going to I, Well, I preferred... I wouldn't want to see it in the poster, any of the trailers. I would have preferred that the very first time that we saw a lightsaber for good, it would have been from, like, maybe Luke. Mm-hmm. It would have been Luke holding it. You know what I mean? To, to, to symbolize that that's who we know to come and love that's who's defending the good side that we're trying to be on I don't want I don't want to see Finn with the lightsaber just yet not yet so I think what would be great is that if like in that scene or at some point because we haven't seen Luke's face in these trailers or in any material at all I think it's because he's still getting into shape no same thing with Leia I think they waited it's all done like this is all (laughs) The filming has been done for a while. Yeah, and, and I've seen, like, behind-the-scenes shots of him. He looks really, you know, grisly with his beard out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He looks very 
very Obi-Wan. Right. So in what I hypothesize is that he is like Obi-Wan. He's kind of recluse because that's the only Jedi he really knew. The two Jedi that he knew were old hermits that were recluses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Yoda lived in this hovel eating swamp food, and then Obi-Wan, who knows what he was doing out there in the desert. Yeah, I, I think Luke is going to come from a darker place, though, than both. Well, try and come into terms with, okay, well, my dad was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He did all these evil things. I'm sure he's kind of poured through the holocrons and just understood where his father came from, his path that he went on, too. You know, right. He was able to look at the Clone Wars records, I'm sure, and kind of right. understand these things. So I think that Luke, when we first see him, it'd be amazing if it's like he's coming in to save the day. He comes in. You see his face. He's got a lightsaber on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his beard or whatever. He's like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. I would, yep. I think that would gain quite a bit of applause in the theater if that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the trailer was just really well done. Um, the it, music. Did you all? Oh, yeah. The music, especially when the Millennium Falcon came on the screen mm-hmm. and it switched to that old classic music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... You can tell just by looking at it that there's going to be so much homage to the original uh, movies. But when you, when I'm like, we're going through, we're watching the, I I know this is a prequel trilogy, but Mm -hmm. we're watching, they all came, you know, a ways before this movie. And they were all kind of written and directed the same way. This is a different type of movie. This is a different type of Star Wars movie. The tone, the way it's filmed. The way it's going to be acted, I'm sure, it's completely different. It's not going to be the Star Wars that we saw in the original trilogy or the prequel. To it. It's going to be com- something completely different from J.J. Abrams from Disney. It's, and I'm really excited about it because I think it's it's going to separate to the new you know generation, the the modern era, whatever we're in right now. You can see just by the trailers and then like, you know, watching the the movie last night. When they cut scenes, they just, you know, do the transitions. The yeah, the wipes and um, stuff like that. Loop. That's that is part of Star Wars. I'm sure you're <laughs> gonna see that again. That's just you, you will never get away from that in Star Wars because it's been in the Rebels, it's been the Clone Wars, and every movie has the wipes. That's that's just part of Star Wars. You're that's not what they had to that. do in seventies and eighties, right? Uh-huh. When they were making it, but right. it just kinda stuck. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean I mean what did you think? I know that you said it was awesome. I right, knew I mean, that you were gonna love it. <laughs> I, I can't I lost track of how many times I watched it. Quite honestly, so here's what I was doing last night during during the you know the football game is they premiered it during halftime. Yeah. So I was kind of keeping track on Twitter to see where the game was at. So I was like, okay. But I was watching episode two, you know, to prepare for today. Oh sure. And so I was watching episode two, and then I saw that it was halftime, and then I checked you know the YouTube feed for Star Wars and saw that it was there. Hit pause on Star Wars, episode two, mm-hmm. and then went and watched it on my phone, you know, the the new trailer. Yeah. So I watched it like two or three times there, and then I was like, okay, I'll get back to the movie. Finished watching the episode two, all the, mile, all the while I was just like, I want to watch the trailer again. Right. And then after I watched episode two, on my Xbox, I just pulled up YouTube and looped the Star Wars trailer over and over yeah. again with my surround sound and everything just, mm-hmm. oh, it was so good. This, the audio on this trailer is amazing. The the music, I'm sure it was scored specifically for this trailer. Mm-hmm. I want that piece of music. It was great. Yeah. But if you listen to the the score the soundtrack on this one, you you have like the, the piano theme at the begin mm-hmm. and that just kinda grows and then you get the, the vocal and the crescendo and then the dun just like slowed down mm-hmm. just a little bit, like a half second or a half step. And it's just oh so good. Mm-hmm. Like the trumpets, the it just ah oh! So good. I, I wanna I wanna watch it again right now. Actually, do we know? Do we have a date on when they're gonna start releasing the um, the score? Uh, it comes out the same day. Oh, the same day. Yeah. Oh wow. So didn't they release like for Jurassic uh, Jurassic World and stuff like that? Didn't they release it like a month or so before? It was a week the mm-hmm. week of. Hmm. But That's for this shame. one, everything is is the same day. The novelization, I think the yeah the digital version of the novelization, I think, is the same day. Um, the paperback version, I think, is later on. But the score is the the same day as that. So, I mean, technically, we'll have seen the movie before the score is released. Mm-hmm. Because their score will... Oh, well, no one's going to care about the score on the day that the movie's released. Well, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to listen to it on the way home. See, yeah. So, but... here, here's my plan. is I'm going to go see it. Like, Did you say that you purchased your tickets yet? I do have my tickets for the 7 o'clock show. I have tickets secured, but haven't just purchased them individually yet. Like, someone else went in and grabbed some for me. Oh, okay. 
But people were posting pictures on Facebook last night oh, yeah. of them getting like groups of tickets. Right, and I saw people said like, "Oh, this dude just bought out the theater." Um, you know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna sell out. So, dear listener, if you want to see Star Wars Episode Seven on opening night, which is Thursday, December seventeenth, in the United States, you're gonna want to go now. And either go to your theater and buy your tickets, or go to Fandango or something like that and buy your tickets online. So you can get them a market value. So you can, get, yeah, get them a market value, but just be able to see the movie because you don't want to be like, this is not like any other movie release, mm-hmm. even Jurassic World. Like, I bought my tickets the day of to see Jurassic World. This is to the point now where they need to have the these movie theaters need to have some kind of an app that you can actually reserve seats. Where Some you do. want specific seats, like like yeah, and you pay a different level price for those seats. So like the IMAX up in uh, Navy Pier has oh, it. Yeah, so we're you talking can... Chicago versus right, Peoria. Right. <laughs> so the IMAX in Navy Pier actually has it, so you can actually go and say, "I want this seat, this seat, this seat." Mm-hmm. That's what I did for the Avengers. Was I went ahead and got you know I want these seats four together. Yeah. You have a seat map and you can choose them. That would be amazing because I mean. I'm surprised you're not going up to one of those big cities for the premiere. I want to do it locally. Okay. Like, I had thought about it, and I had, you know, but all my friends, like you, I want to see it with you. I want to see it with everybody that I know here. Yeah. It's a a community experience because there will be time to go see it again up in Chicago. I'll do it. I'm sure that I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to say, well, I saw Jurassic World five times. I think I'm gonna. That comes up today, by the way. Yes, the, I the know. Blu-ray. Yep. Do you have it? Mm-hmm. Not yet. I'm gonna go get the Blu-ray copy after I get off work. <laughs> watch it again. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. I'm gonna watch it again. Oh my gosh, that it, it literally is. I think it's it's one of my favorite movies already. Um, but anyway, but we gotta we gotta stay on the Star Wars because that's where my mind has been for so long now. Um, I'm gonna probably see this Force Awakens ten different times. I I guarantee you, my plan is to see it probably back to back. Because like, I'll see it at 7 o'clock, and then it's two and a half hours probably. So I'll see it at, what would that make it, like 10, 10 or something for the next showing. So my plan is just to go see it back-to-back IMAX or whatever it is. But I just want like, the biggest experience. I want, I want to see it in 2D. I want to see it in 3D. I want to see it in the crappy theater. I want to see it at the best theater. So you're going to go see it, uh, the first one you're going to see in IMAX, right? That's I want to see the presentation, obviously. Right. The, yeah, the of course. best sound and everything that I can first. But then you're going to, are you going to see it in 3D maybe after that? or I might. Like I want to make sure that I do see it equally 2D or 3D. I'm I probably going to see, see it times. in IMAX the first night twice. I want to see this, the same experience. The first run through, I'm just going to be like, gonna be my mind's going to be everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's just going to be blown away. The second one, I really want to sit down and, you know, kind of look at the movie a little more in depth and kind of look for things that you didn't see before because you're so just focused on the where is this going part of the, right. you know. And then after that, then we can just whatever there's going to be so many different times just, just like hey have you seen Star Wars nope let's go yeah well we're going to be talking like you know that following uh, that following week and you're just going to be like oh man that movie is so good and I was like yeah you want to go see it again tonight <laughs> yeah sure like, it's whatever uh-huh. I've seen it seven times it's all I mean good. it's going to be one of those movies that like the the pre-sale thing is blowing my mind quite honestly mm-hmm. because I don't even think well with Revenge of the Sith this online ticket sales were kind of beginning so you could go into the theater and buy them and I bought my tickets for Revenge of the Sith early on as well. But nothing has ever been to the level of this. Like no. last night... Not in our people, lifetime. Yeah. Not, people last night were, were watching the football game just for the trailer. Like they weren't even... They're like, what is this football game? How, how many? When will the Star Wars trailer be? They didn't know how many quarters there were. They didn't know when <laughs> halftime was. So I was like on these different Facebook and Twitter places like, hey, the, yeah, it'll be this time and this time. People were watching football mm-hmm. to watch Star Wars. People then were crashing the servers to get their tickets. Yeah. And, and ESPN, I think, did a really good job with showing it right at the very beginning of half. Right? Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah. They could have drawn it out and, you know, had like a 15-minute, like, you know, let's talk about football and then Star Wars. I'm glad they did it right at the beginning. They didn't cut around. They were just like, let's go back to the studio, back to the field. He's like, here's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's basically... It, it, was, it was a good job on ESPN. They They knew. They knew. And I'd be curious to see what their uh, their ratings. Got oh, I'm hit sure they're huge. Night. I mean, because well, I don't when have ESPN. When did you ESPN. tune in? I don't have ESPN. Oh, you don't have ESPN. So okay. I was just watching the Twitter feed to see when halftime was, and then checking mm-hmm. the YouTube channel for Star Wars. Yeah. I tuned in maybe like two minutes left in the half. Did I mean? Did you even watch the game after that? What game? <laughs> <laughs> that and I'm question. a football fan. Right. I didn't even watch the game. No, no, I was just. I was doing stuff at home, just hanging out. Um, Molly and I were watching the show, and then I was like, "Oh crap, 
what's the score of the game? I don't care about the score. I just need to know what point in the game it at. <laughs> Where are they at in the game? Yeah. I gotta watch the Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it now as we're talking. I just want to see how many views the Star Wars trailer has sure. on, yeah, that... currently on, <laughs> on YouTube. I wonder, and I wonder how much it cost ESPN to get the rights to do that. Disney owns ESPN. Oh, Disney owns ESPN. Oh, that's right, because they have that. Oh, what am I doing? I've been down to Disney before they have that ESPN there. Currently, 15 hours ago it was released. On YouTube alone, so there's other outlets that are carrying this and other places that you can watch it. Right. How many How many views do you think? Well, is it in the millions? Mm-hmm. Two million. Higher. Higher than okay, five million? Higher. Ten? Higher. No way. 12.9. 12.9 million in less than 24 hours. The other trailer that originally, the trailer that originally released on Black Friday, or no, six months ago, Official release number two was two minutes long. I don't remember which one that one was for sure, but uh, it was 65 million on that one so far. So this is 12.9 on a trailer that was released 15 hours ago. So uh, I mean, you can only imagine. It's unbelievable. You can only imagine the amount of tickets. 12.9 million people saw this trailer. How many tickets do you think have sold already? I I don't have a number for that. Well, let's see, 12.9 million. You, you have to figure, I don't know, it's hard to say. I could probably guarantee that at least, that they've already hit, you know, like 100 million people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm saying it. So, I don't think 100 million people bought tickets or 100 million tickets yet. I mean, I'm sure it will, it'll sell out multiple, multiple theaters. I'm, I'm sure where we go to watch it, it will sell out. It won't be like a Fantastic Four experience where there's like nobody in the theater. Yep. This is going to be packed. You know, they're going to make an announcement, move together, because, you know, this is a sold-out showing. Um, but over at CNN, they have an article about, you know, how the fans are reacting. Tickets are going fast, that there's places that are sold out um, of tickets already. There's places that are putting up, you know, if you're looking for Star Wars tickets, they're adding that into the the call-in information on the right. theaters. I'm sorry. I'm texting right now because um, people are asking me, have you gotten your Star Wars tickets yet? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I got it for this show, this show. And I just texted Molly again. I'm like, hey, grab grab another set for 10. Because for 10? For 10 p.m., yeah. Oh, I thought you said for 10 people. <laughs> I was like, grab, grab 10 tickets. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's my plan. Is like, I'm going to watch it at 7, and then if, if the next showing is at 10 o'clock, whatever the next IMAX 3D showing is at the same location, that's what I'll be doing. So is the IMAX is IMAX 3D is that the same that's the same thing there's there's a, a standard like a 2D and then IMAX 3D or is there is there a level There's in only going to be the one. There's only okay. Cuz I mean most people when they do the IMAX presentation it will be that 3D presentation. Okay. Because they that's just how it is around here at least is that they have they only have the one IMAX theater here and it's always the 3D if there's a 3D option. Some movies like a Ghost Protocol didn't do 3D because they didn't do it in 3D. Right. It was just the 2D presentation. Right. So it's whatever the presentation is that they want to call the IMAX experience. So anyway, um, let's move on a little bit past that because uh, I mean we, 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 we can caught up this forever. Yeah. Um, I just quickly what I've been entertained by in the past few few days is I got caught up on how uh, far Heroes Reborn is. Um, okay. What do you TV think of show. that so far? I haven't started that yet. It's it's whatever. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Does it con- is it comparable to the first season of Heroes? I don't think so. It just it it's not as good as even Arrow or the Flash or even Agents of Shield is better. I oh mean, my. it just doesn't there's it doesn't have that feeling, right? And the 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 CG that they use in that TV show is not up to par. Mm. As to what other shows can do as well, so well, it's only a thirteen episode event or something like that, right? Yeah. But does but, it have a good story? Is the acting decent? Some acting is okay. Like we have yet to meet at this point in this show, Hero. So Hero Nakamura, oh, he's do. been mentioned. Oh, okay. But he hasn't shown up. Oh, yet. Oh, Hero! I thought you said a hero. No, Hero Nakamura. <laughs> I was like, oh god. <laughs> right, you see heroes like in the first okay, second good. of the show, um, or whatever you want to call them. They call them uh, Evos or something like that. So anyway, I've been watching that. I got caught up. Uh, I did take your advice, actually, and I, I did the no commercial plan for Hulu because I was, watching, uh, I was watching Heroes, and I was catching up with those, like, three episodes that I wanted to watch, and it was, like, commercials every five minutes. I'm like, this, no. 
And so I followed Alex's example and paid the extra four bucks a month, and now I don't have to do the commercials. What do you think about it? It's the way it should be, honestly. Like, cause I, So with Star Wars Rebels, I purchased that season because I don't have Disney XD and it's not on Hulu. So where they have the commercial breaks, it's the same way Hulu is. It doesn't... It obviously shows will build in for like a crescendo moment, the music will kick in, and then you have a commercial break. They, they build in that for the show, for the right. advertising. Mm-hmm. With this, you still get those breaks, but they're just instant. You go back into the action, mm-hmm. it's fine. So it's a lot better to watch it without those commercials because I was getting to the point where it was loading up five commercials. It's like three to five commercials. I'm like, what in the world? I don't. And they're all about. <laughs> Like Cialis and all this stuff. I'm yep. like, dude, do you know who your demographic is right here? Because I'm telling you, this demographic doesn't need Cialis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. When Hulu Plus first came out, I had to be one of their first subscribers. Like when that subscription hit, I was on it because I liked the content that was on their site at the time. And every single time they had maybe one commercial in the middle, two commercials, it was like a 40-minute episode, and they were only like 30 seconds or less. Every time they kept adding more I'm like, okay, if I ever see three commercials, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, if I ever see four commercials, I'm done. And then it just kept getting worse and worse. So I'm glad this is long overdue. They needed it. I I think, honestly, $11.99 is a little steep, especially when you can only do one device at a time. Like if you're on a device and I want to watch like on my iPad, it'll kick you out. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So $11.99 is a little steep. I'd prefer get rid of the $7.99 crap. Just make that your base you know, just make it a ten dollar subscription. Just nine ninety nine, no commercials. That's your premium. That's what I would do. And because they've also got the eight dollar Showtime add-on thing now too, that you can do. But nah, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, so I got caught up on Heroes. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing of note. Brooklyn Nine Nine also. That's an amazing show. It's hilarious. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, got caught up on that too over the weekend. And gaming wise, the only thing of note, actually two things. I played. I bought the Jackbox Collection. Two, which has like Quiplash, Fibbage, and some other stuff in it. I was kind of checking that out. I'm looking forward to testing that out on the extra live stream because that way, when you're watching me stream, you'll watch the que- you'll see what the questions are, and you can join in from your computer or tablet okay. and answer questions along yeah. with me. So that's pretty fun. Um, so, and the other thing that I've been playing is he- The Witcher Three. Oh yeah. So I downloaded the expansion pack, and you're past the end game part of it yeah, right now. You're right. just focused on the new expansion pack. Right. Okay. So cool. the new expansion pack is called Hearts of Stone. Mm-hmm. And I've only played about maybe an hour and a half of that, but it's it's good. Like, I'm glad that, I, you know, last week I started to go back into The Witcher and play it again to sure. get my controls back. Uh, I'm glad I did that because this is in-game content, so it expects you to be a higher level. So they're not k- killing... Good. I mean, they're... you. I died a couple times. Like, I was like, you? I never died. <laughs> yeah, like, when I was playing the other game, I was like, I was fighting these big bosses and laughing at them, and I was like, dying. A frog killed me. I got killed by a frog in this in the beginning of this game. Have you ever seen that episode of South Park that's based on World of Warcraft? Oh yeah. Okay. You know the guy at the end when he gets the 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 guy that plays all the time and he broke the game. You know his face at the end when they finally kill him, and he's just kind of like sitting there like with this uh-huh. like almost a blank but surprised look on his face. That's the face I imagine you had last night when you got killed in Witcher Three. Is that is that accurate? I I don't know. I, I never die. That's the face. <laughs> <laughs> Especially by a frog. Yeah. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> it was fun, but though. But that's good. That's good that it's challenging. Yeah, and it's actually engaging content. They've you know got new characters, and it's 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 good. Like, if you are a fan of The Witcher, which I don't know if you've, you've, you didn't play very much of it, but if you're a fan of The Witcher, you're going to like this content. And for 25 bucks, you get this pack, and you get the next pack, which totaled... They say it's 25 hours between the two. You'll probably get more than that if you replay it. But that's a lot of story for 25 bucks. How much did it cost? 25 bucks. So an, a dollar an hour. Pretty much. So CD Projekt Red, they they treat their customers right. They must be listening to our podcast and they hear do. our dollar per hour rule. Yep, yep, they do. They actually uh, uh, sent me an email the other day. I said thanks for all the all the nice words. I'm I believe it. Do I, I do. I think that's a great rule to have. I think if everybody used that rule... Listen to you, the podcast? That's a great rule. And listen to the podcast. <laughs> but if everybody used that dollar per hour rule, mm-hmm. then you'd get rid of a lot of these games that come out that waste your time or are super short. Let me ask you a question real quick. Shoot. How many hours do you think you're going to play Battlefront? Throughout the course mm-hmm. of, I don't know, a couple hundred. Okay, so... 
to buy the full Battlefront experience, you know how much it is, right? Is it eighty nine ninety nine? One hundred and twenty bucks. Oh. For but see, I don't want any of the collectibles. Is it worth it for me? Yes, if I wanted the collectibles. No, no, no. I'm just talking about if you're to buy a straight digital copy of the game, the ultimate edition of the game. Okay. So it comes with all the DLC and everything. Yeah, like that. the season pass and everything. Because yeah, the season pass is fifty bucks. Okay. Um, for an extra ten bucks, you get the deluxe edition, which gives you a, a blaster and an emote. Or something like that. Oh, okay. So 120 bucks is the complete package of that. To me, it feels like they're gouging the Star Wars fans because it has Star Wars on the box a little bit. I understand, like, the beta, the the game looks incredible, and it looks like you're in Star Wars, which I promise we're going to get to Episode 2 here in a minute. But How many gonna, DLC packs come? Like, I think they said it's four. Four DLC packs for 50 bucks. And they'll probably be, like, 15 bucks They're individually. They're using the Call of Duty model. It's market standard right, now, right? right. Um, I mean, the, this is from the same uh, company that gives you Battlefield, so, you know, the Battlefield Premium. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably going to play it enough to get my money's worth for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you I'll buy you the this. DLC separately, it's probably 15 bucks a pack mm-hmm. on the DLC, so you end up spending, what, you say, like, 10 bucks? Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you this for sure is that when this game comes out, I probably won't look at Destiny for a long time because, like I said, I'm already at that point where it's kind of like mm-hmm. rinse and repeat for Destiny. And when that game comes out, I'll be ready to raid, Nathan. Because that's <laughs> You'll how have it, your sword at that point. Because that's how it works, yep. <laughs> like, hey guys, let's go play some Destiny. And they're like, no, sorry, we're on Hoth. <laughs> so, but let's, let's go ahead. Alex, join me again as we venture to a galaxy far, far away with our entertaining thoughts for this week. Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Give me your initial impressions, your thoughts, because I'm still quite honestly formulating how I feel about this movie. It, yeah, I have mixed reviews after seeing it. I mean, okay, so we meet a lot of new characters in this movie, right? And um, I, I, I even consider Anakin a new character in this movie. That's a new actor, sure, why not? It's 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 what? It's set ten years later. He's uh he's officially a Jedi now. He's not a little boy, right? It's a different actor. Um we'll get he's to that. He's a Padawan. He's, he's still a Padawan. He's a Padawan, but I mean, you know, he's he's in training like Obi Obi Wan was a Jedi. Who are we kidding in episode one? Obi Wan killed Darth Maul as a Padawan, yeah. yeah. He did, yeah. Um I don't really know what to say. It it's Star Wars. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Um I liked episode one better. I can, I don't know, we want to skip ahead, but I can I can say that I think episode two is probably my least favorite of the six. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I, I mean, we can get in depth, go scene by scene or, you know, uh, a storyline if you want to. I thought it started off uh, slow. I think the parts that it climaxed to were not the greatest. I was disappointed by the lightsaber fight fights so let, let's end. just talk about the lightsaber combat first because that's always my favorite part mm-hmm. right the lightsaber fights quite honestly the lightsaber fight up until the point where yoda shows up is kind of like yeah whatever okay i think it had to be slowed down because christopher lee's age well it wasn't christopher lee doing it you well, knew that right i mean it was a stunt double and well, that was his face being some, imposed sometimes on it. it wasn't christopher Lee. the only but... shots were him were at the close-up where he's doing like this and that yeah, I, I don't know i when you're coming from the lightsaber battle that happened between Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan, this looked like a child's lightsaber. Well, they amped it up and gave Anakin two lightsabers for like two seconds. And it still looked like a child's lightsaber fight. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It, it, it might have been the, the choreography of the whole thing, but it just looked very basic. It, it didn't look... It looked like it was a choreographed fight. It didn't look like they were trying to kill each other. It looked like, you know, hold your sword here, and then I'll hit it twice on both sides, and then we'll do some other cool move. Mm-hmm. It's like if you and I had a lightsaber fight. We try to make it look like we're yeah. having a lightsaber. You know what I mean? To make it look cool. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. It, I didn't look like they were trying to kill each other, go for kill shots, and then it was a block, you know, kill shot. It wasn't anything like that. Um, and, and Dooku is such an inter- interesting character. He's supposed to be a swords master, mm-hmm. right? 
they could have done so much more with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, again, we'll talk about this next week with the Clone Wars, just kind of overviewing the Clone Wars series and the movie and everything together. Mm-hmm. He was portrayed a lot better in the Clone Wars as being a swordsman and, and just a dark Lord of the Sith kind of character in the Clone Wars than he was ever done in the mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. But, so, the Anakin, Obi-Wan versus Dooku stuff, I was underwhelmed, obviously. But I can't, like, every time I watch the scene where Yoda comes out, and he's kind of hobbling, and he, the, 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 uh, <clears throat> the voices music just kind of starts in, and then the lightsaber comes out, and Yoda ignites it, and you see that look on his face. Like, right now, my hair is even standing up, mm-hmm. like, just thinking about it, because every time that happens, it's just, it's like, because you were a kid, right? Yoda was always, like, <laughs> He was, he was on Luke's back, on Dagobah. He was a yeah. uh-huh. little, little guy. He was hovering around on a little hover-round uh, uh, in the temple. I mean, he's hobbling around. You don't think that he's going to be a fighter, but obviously he's drawing from the Force to do this, right? <laughs> he, he can barely walk into the room to get to Dooku mm-hmm. and them. Like, you can see like he's he hobbling just to get in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep in mind, we go all the way back to 2002. This is the first time that we've seen animated Yoda. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that we've seen Yoda with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in the trailer or not. Um, I don't when they released no, the trailer. I, I don't remember, but I remember when I saw this in theaters in 2002 when it came out. I remember when he walked in there, and the dialogue was going on. He was showing his force powers. You could hear the excitement. People were doing, you know, like ooh ah and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's and what then, I'm looking forward to for the, in December. Right I know. I'm, oh, good lord! It, the, it's gonna it's gonna be nuts because it's gonna be amped up even more. But at this part, then. When um, Dooku said, but with our skills, with a lightsaber, mm-hmm. the crowd was like, you could hear a murmuring in the, in the theater. And then Yoda just kind of looked at it. He opened his robe. He pulled it out. And people were like starting to realize this, this is going down. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull out a lightsaber. He's going to turn it on. And he's going to kick this guy's butt. Mm-hmm. And then he jumped at him. And the theater just went nuts. It was it was one of the best experiences. And the again, the, the actual lightsaber fight was a little underwhelming. It was short. It was um, it was short. You didn't really see too much. I mean, you saw Yoda jumping around a lot, and you can tell that he's a lot more active than he appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the music when Yoda was out there fighting, and when he was saving Anakin and Obi Wan from the you know when Dooku pulled the thing down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that the Force theme that was used there just I love that because it has a little bits of trumpets that are kind of added into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Continue. Sorry, I just had no, to, I, I had to interject because I love that part. That's all. I, that's all I wanted to say. Um, and like I said last week, the lightsaber fight in the movies determines how good of a movie it is to me at some point. That's the the big thing that I want to see, right? That's the big climax part at the end of the movie that you, that you see. That's probably why this one is not one of my favorites. But it's Star Wars, so it's always going to be great. Um, I don't know. What do you think? So, again, the lightsaber fights, we kind of talked about how it's just kind of okay up until the point Yoda comes out. Sure. Then it gets engaging. And what, for I always, five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> well, I always, I always smile for that. I always, you know, am, am glad when that happens. Because, you know, you, you get alluded to that he's going to go there when he says, you know, bring me a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And from that point, it's just like, we want Yoda to show up. We want Yoda to come yeah. out here and teach Shodoku what's up. And you get the dialogue in the fight, you know, my young Padawan, my old Padawan uh, mm-hmm. from Yoda. To Dooku, so you knew that there was some training, uh, master Padawan relationship between them, and then you heard that Dooku was the master for Qui Gon earlier yep. in the movie. So there's just some interesting lineage that you can learn from this. But you know, one thing about this movie, one of the the, the deterrents that I feel from this movie watching it again is the bad line delivery, the dialogue on most of the actors just not is not not well delivered. I want to watch this movie with just the music. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a hundred times better, quite honestly, because, you know, it's been said a lot of times that George Lucas and John Williams worked in a way that you could watch the movie without dialogue and understand what's happening. And I was, you know, imagining that as I was watching through, and you can. Like, when Shmi died in Anakin's arms, the music just turns. Anakin's turning. You're understanding what's happening here. You understand that she just, you know, said, I love you, and that he was going to die, and these mm-hmm. things were happening. And then, you know, it comes to that, that darker music and then the Tuscan Raiders are, you know, slaughtered at that point. Right. But all the things that happen in this movie, like the love stuff on, on Naboo, the, them falling in love, 
You could understand that from the music and the frolicking around. I mean, it was all just done with the music. Fine. They didn't need the, the oh, I hate the sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> like, I hate, no, that delivery is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. why is it even online, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, I don't get, and I don't know why it was done that way, you know? It, yeah. It's it's what it is, but in, that's just one of my deterrents for this movie. That's my, my, my negative side, right? Okay. Is those. That's a big negative side. Cut out the audible. Cut, cut out the audio for most of the people, yeah. I mean, because you, you just look at this movie, and I think if you can watch it without the dialogue, it would be immensely better. Just just give it the music. That's it. Yeah. Because you get everything you need to know from the visuals and the music. Right. So, anyway, that's one thing. Yeah, that's okay. But let's talk about the clones. Obviously, this movie's Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And did you know for this movie there was not one single Stormtrooper outfit made? It was all CG. I did not know that. All CG. Hmm. I wonder why. Which speaks to... Because they had to copy it. So, I mean, obviously they had to copy right. it. Which speaks to the use of CG in this movie. And it stood out, you know, to me a, a lot, watching out on Blu-ray and everything. You can kind of see some of those those CG effects a lot easier now than you could on VHS or on DVD even. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dex, when he talked to Dex... That just, like, back in the day I thought it was fine, but watching it again here, you could really tell, like, the lines and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, whatever. I, again, I don't want to divulge into a technical talk on on episode two. But just the story, you know, the whole, this is the, the love story between Anakin and Padme. This is the one where they fall in love. This is what drives Anakin towards the dark path, right? I didn't buy the whole love story between them. No. At all. That's acting, though. It's bad acting. Bad mostly acting. On, just... Mostly on Hayden Christensen's part. Because <laughs> yeah, Padme, honestly, was fine. Yeah. Like, her, she, her scenes were okay. Like, her dialogue still wasn't that good, but that wasn't her problem. Her acting was fine in this movie. Yep. Hayden Christensen just, if you are suffering <clears throat> as much as I am, please tell me. Like, no, who says that? That's not... Maybe maybe a kid who raised who was raised as a slave that had no friends and then just went to a monasteric order. Maybe that's what he says. Uh, maybe I'm just reading too far into it, but just which like is, I didn't buy any of that relationship. Well, it's just really funny because like when he was a boy and he was actually a slave, <clears throat> he's always like optimistic about everything, right? Mm-hmm. And now that he's he's privileged and he's learning to become a Jedi and he's being treated a lot nicer than a lot of other people in the galaxy, why is it like a pity party for him all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Why is he like, oh, and Obi Wan's holding me back, and a lot of isn't better? I don't know. He, he just. Like you said, why is it a pity party for him? Yeah, I don't get it. Like there is no no cause that has been shown to say Obi Wan's holding him back in any way. Obi Wan's just trying to be a good master to him. Is all. Well, I, I mean, I understand he's trying to perceive. He perceives it that way because he's he has that thirst for, for he wants power, right. right? And that's inevitably what drives him. To the dark side, accompanied with the you know the death the death of his mother is it's like a break, right? But no, I, I I don't get it. There's a lot of things that I could say about the Anakin character, the actor. I not a fan. Now I will say this with Revenge of the Sith, I think he gets better. Obviously. He does, yeah, because he had a lot of training. Yeah. After it, I mean, he was relatively an unknown when he got cast here. Yeah. With, with this one, I just I don't know. I I don't. I don't like the portrayal that we got. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the character of Anakin being what it is, you see him starting to go down the dark path with, A, going against what the Jedi say with the compassion, with obviously he's diso- disobeying rules, going to save his mother, then he kills the Tuscans. Which, by the way, so how hard did they look for Shmi? Because all he did was go and talk to some Jawas, and then he was there. Why? <laughs> yeah. And she was gone for a month? Mm-hmm. Didn't they think to go talk to some Jawas and see, hey, have you seen anybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the guy that was looking for her is in a wheelchair. No, but he said there's a group of them. You're like, hey, there's a there's a sand crawl over there. Just go see if they've seen anything. Right? She's like, it's only on. his wife, Nathan. Come on. <sighs> I know. But, and then we get to see Wado again, which is kind of cool. Just seeing, you know, uh, the little interaction there. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, there's guys that owe me money. You can get my money. I was like, where's my mother? I was like, oh, yep. I sold her. Yeah. 
Right. Um, I, yeah, the Anakin character and, I, I don't know, those weren't the highlights of the movie for me. The highlight, I mean, obviously we got to um, meet the, the Geonosians, new characters, the uh, Kaminoans. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jango super battle droids, Jango. Jango Fett and Boba, Boba Fett, little Boba, yep. Um, I think the, the uh, what do you call it, the Coliseum mm-hmm. scenes were my favorite. Of the so movie. for me, when this movie actually really picks up, is is at the Geonosis, or actually at Camino. That's when this movie starts to get good for me. Between when, Obi-Wan when, and... Yep. yep. When Luke, or when... Uh, Luke. When, oh, man. <laughs> Luke was a twinkle in Anakin's eye. Um, <laughs> when Obi-Wan goes to Camino, kind of starts to put things together. Like, I like that. And again, Ewan McGregor is rock solid in these he movies. Oh, he's, yeah. he's probably the best actor in these movies. Amazing Aside choice. from Aside from Ian McKellen as the Emperor. Which, or I'm sorry, Ian... McDiarmid. McDiarmid as the Emperor. Um, but you know what's funny with, with the Emperor in this movie, or Senator Palpatine, or Supreme Chancellor Palpatine at this point, he's not in it for very much. Mm-mm. He's very little. Darth Sidious is only in it at the very end, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, when, when Obi-Wan gets to Kamino, and you see the start, the formation of the clones, and you see the... You, you first hear, like, vestiges of the Imperial March kind of start playing around. Mm-hmm. And you see, you know, the battle between... Obi-Wan and Jango was actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it was. And, you know, in the rain and all this other things was pretty great. And then, you know, it continues on into a space kind of chase between Boba Fett, or Jango Fett, and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And the, the seismic charges. I love hearing the seismic charges when I'm watching it on yeah. the surround sound. It just sounds so good. And then it just continues on and on. It gets to where he's captured. Then you get Dooku brought in talking to... Mm-hmm. That's really the, the, the meat of the movie for me. And that's the yeah. part of the movie that I like. When you get to the arena, the Coliseum, then you have you know Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme all chained up there. They're going to die. They conveniently get out of that situation. It but was then, pretty interesting with the animals. Right. Right? Which but, would make sense for that kind of that kind of society. Would oh, yeah, say, definitely. Hive like a society. gladiator type thing, mm-hmm. for sure. And then you, you get after that when the Jedi come in and you get yes. Mace Windu walking down slowly down there and just like... You know, igniting his lightsaber at Jango's throat. Then you get to see all the other Jedi before, and this is the first time that we've seen groups of a group of Jedi before. Right. right. So it was really cool to see. Got to see his purple lightsaber for the very first time, and then we get to see another battle between him and Jango mm-hmm. a little bit. Just small. It's, <laughs> it's over pretty quick. It's over pretty quickly. Yeah. But and you know what's interesting actually? Just a little side note is when Jango and Mace do their little battle, when Mace cuts off Jango's head, they added in. Um, after the movie was released in theaters, before the home release, the shadow of a head falling out of the uh, the helmet when it was flying away. Oh, really? Because that then later when when Bobo picks up the helmet and is kind of like looking at it, they're like, "Why didn't his head fall out?" Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that'd be kind of gross, right? To pick up a a helmet and your dad's head is still in there. Ugh. Is he really his dad? Genetically. Not genetically, he wouldn't be his dad. He'd be himself. That's true. I don't know. That, that's a different conversation. It's weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you got these uh, these great, you know, moments of Star Wars, you got Episode Two. Obviously, mm-hmm. is great as far as continuing the story, introducing the clones, introducing this war that's coming. The Clone Wars obviously begins uh, in this grand scene because. Even after the Jedi are overwhelmed, and this, then Yoda comes in with the cavalry. Right. The clones, they, they take them, they get them out there, and then they start this battle and fight the the Trade Federation, the Confederacy at that point, right. actually. So it's it's just so fun to watch that battle start. Like, I've always liked the part after that ship comes crashing down and it kicks up the dust, and you see these laser blasts going back and forth between the right. clones and between the, the droids. That has always been one of my... When I think of Attack of the Clones, I think of that scene. Yeah. Just, I mean, there, there's... I have such a, a juggling, you know, love-hate type thing with this movie with a lot of the cool stuff that happens towards the end as opposed to a lot of the stuff that kind of happens with that forced romance between Padme and Anakin. And I mean, if you look at the poster, like, Anakin and Padme are the, the biggest things on that poster. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it's geared towards. I'm just not a fan. Right. It should have been geared more towards like that Coliseum type atmosphere 
throughout the movie. They could do a little build-up, a little backstory at the end, but and we needed to see more Palpatine mm-hmm. in here. We needed to see him orchestrating this thing behind the scenes. I was really surprised by the lack of Palpatine in this movie. I I never realized that he was in it so little. Because mm-hmm. he's just in that opening scene. You know you why? Know. It's because you don't watch this movie very often. That's true. Like This, this is... Quite honestly, the movie I've seen the least yeah, same. of the Star Wars. Same. And it's no surprise, uh, episode one made over, uh, well over a billion. This one barely uh, got to six six forty nine million. Yeah. Well, so. what do you think? Why do you think that the reason of that? Was it because the hype for episode one was so high? Or then coupled with the disappointment of episode one, perceived? Which I still think episode one is a, a superior movie to this one. Well, if it's disappointment from episode... I mean... I don't know. It could be both. I, we, everybody has a different opinion, right? But I know there's a lot of people that didn't like Episode One, and there was a lot of hype because Star Wars was returning. Mm-hmm. I think that contributed to a large part of uh, Episode One's success. But Two was honestly the worst one. It deserved it. It deserved what it got here. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a well put together Star Wars in comparison to the other ones. Right. But like you said, there are. It's part of Star Wars, and you get to see a lot of the the behind the scenes of the Jedi in the in the temple and the council, the yep. training of the younglings. You get to see a lot of cool things, and I I would never, I I don't want this movie to not exist. I want this oh, movie no. to exist. It need it needs to be there in yeah, absolutely. I, I would almost rather it existed outside of episode like it, it could go episode one. And then, like, you could have Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars as, like, canon on the Mm -hmm. side, and then skip right to Revenge of the Sith. That's where I'd almost rather it be. But it is what it is. It's here. It's Star Wars. It was entertaining. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Maybe before we go see uh, um, Force Awakens, I'll probably do another run-through real quick. Do a marathon like that. Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, just not my favorite. Episode 1 and then Episode 2 right now. Number one is episode one. Number, number one is number episode, two is episode yeah, two. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I like to keep it simple. There you yeah. go. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, the, again, I just want to talk about a little bit about the music in this movie. Oh, it was, yeah. was tremendous. It was really good. Williams does Sorry. a... Yeah. The, the love scene... The love scene. The love theme in this movie is called Across the Stars. It has that harp in it. Mm-hmm. You know, the do, 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 do. That's the love theme of this movie, which carries through the whole theme mm-hmm. or the whole movie. So, really good job, like, when she kissed him, like, right before they went into the Coliseum, mm-hmm. when they thought they were going to die. And that big Amazing music right there, yes. Yeah. So it's, it was really well done music, and you got to hear a lot of themes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you heard the, the dark side theme at the end of the movie when, when Dooku went to go meet Sidious. Mm-hmm. You heard the, uh, the love theme throughout the movie. You heard the, the kind of the Force and Star Wars themes when Obi-Wan's kind of doing his thing. You got this Geonosian kind of weird thing going on. Mm-hmm. You got the weird music. I call it weird because it has like electric guitar when they're doing that chasing at the beginning with Zem, uh, Zam through through. Oh Corson. yeah, it's kind of weird uh, sounding there, but it's I guess it fits. And then you've got the uh, the music that I can't remember exactly where it was at in the movie, but you just have a lot of themes that come up to play and they just sound really well and it works together um, and oh towards the end of this movie when I was first listening to this score this film the soundtrack before the movie came out I was listening to it and I was blaring this one song I can't remember the track but it has you know the parts of the Imperial March in the song and it's like ah this is Star Wars this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. it's going to be great so it has the Imperial March kind of put into it and it just sounds uh really really good it's 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 a better score than it is a movie i agree and i think i know it'd be weird because star wars it's not filmed like this but when they did those love scenes between anakin and and padme like when they were out in the pasture and something like that and rolling around having a good time it almost would have been better like you said if it was just inaudible Mm -hmm. and you could just hear the music of them falling in love and just focused on the expressions on their faces rather than the But that would require good lines. acting on both sides. And one side had it, the other side might not. Which, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think he did, Anakin did all right. Like, especially when he was in the, um, the hut with his mother when she passed away. I thought he did a decent job there. Mm-hmm. As long as it was inaudible. 
You know what I mean? Because you could you could hear the music as she's dying, and then you could hear the music switch when he broke, mm-hmm. and you could see the the you know uh, expression on his face change to just pure rage. Um, Which do you think that's the the shatter point for him was the death of his mother, and then him just losing it and killing those Tuscans? Because later on, like you know, when he's telling An- or Padme about it, he has slaughtered them like animals. You know, do you think that was the tipping point? Because even later on in episode three. The Emperor, before he becomes the Emperor, brings out, remember your, what you told me about the Tuscan Raiders? Mm-hmm. You know? And we, we, hear, oh, we hear Qui-Gon when, when, he's, when he's doing this slashing of the, of the, yeah. the guys killing them in, enraged. We hear the voiceover of Qui-Gon, you know, Anakin, Anakin, no! You know, and we, then we cut to Yoda, who's meditating, and he's feeling, like, pain, loss, anger. So that's all channeling through Anakin. Like, Yoda can feel it. I think that has to be the point where he really kind of starts down that dark path. Yeah. That he goes in. I, I think... Forever will it dominate his destiny. Well, that is the start. That's the beginning of the end right there. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's not where he turned. No, it's you not where he I turns. Mean? It's it's the beginning of the path, right? Yeah. Like, you can start going down a pathway of doing something when you're still considered one thing, but if you're going down the other path, like Yoda says in out of his episode two or three... Or, or whether, where it was that he actually said it, it's like, once you start down that dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, right? Yeah. So he started on that dark path then. He let his anger and his emotions, that is one of the things that the Jedi obviously try to train against, is the losing of those emotions. So, mm-hmm. anyway, excellent discussion on Star Wars Episode yeah. Two, And we will continue next week when we talk about... Uh, the Clone Wars. So we're not going to talk about just the movie, The Clone Wars, or the TV show. We're going to kind of combine and just kind of do an overview, discussion of what happens in The Clone Wars and the good things that come out of that and how really it adds to a lot of the, the, the Star Wars mythos in a deep way. Now, are you going to talk about the entirety of The Clone Wars? Are you going to focus on specific episodes that kind of dictate the outcome? or Probably just kind of focusing on key points, kind, key of, points. Okay. kind of things, because it'll be impossible to discuss the whole thing in this short amount of time that we have here. Yeah. So, but that'll you know about do it for our conversation this week. Um, Alex, do you have a question for the listeners this week? I do. Like you, maybe, Nathan, I'm not completely convinced that Anakin Skywalker's, the acting part, I mean, the writing part, you can't take away from him. But the acting could have been so much better done, right? If that's even proper English right there. But my question then to you listeners is, what do you think of Anakin Skywalker, uh, Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin? I didn't like it. And if you didn't like it like I didn't like it, which most people I know, the consensus is it wasn't up to par with what you kind of envisioned Anakin to be, who would have made a better actor to play Anakin? So if you could recast Anakin, who would it be? Yeah. Who would it be? Do you have anybody in mind that you can think of? Because we need somebody that has a boyish but dark look. Because I can think, you know who looks like Hayden Christensen is Ryan Felipe. And he would have been really good, actually. James Franco. But he might have already been in Spider-Man as the goblin at the time. I'm not sure where the timeline matches up. Kind of close enough. Yeah, it'd be yeah. it'd be pretty close to the same type of role. But, I, you know, somebody like, like Ryan would have been, I think, a much better choice just because he's a more seasoned actor. Mm-hmm. And I think he, somebody could have had better chemistry with Natalie Portman besides an, un, an unknown. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to see... Yeah, who would have made a better like, actor? Ryan Felipe sounds like a good a good choice for that because I've seen other movies that he was in. He was always really good, tapped in on both sides of things, and had that kind of boyish charm, like you said. Yeah, but so but he good. also has a, a like a darkish look. If, right. if the makeup's done, you know, right around his eyes or something like that, mm-hmm. he could look really messed up. Yeah, that's a good question. So, so give us a tweet. Let us know. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah, at d o u e one h one, and my Xbox Live gamer tag is the same. Awesome. And I am on Twitter at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. I am on Xbox Live and PlayStation and most other places at Spider Jedi. And the show, at Entertaining Pod on Twitter. And you can send us an email, that's entertaining at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think about Star Wars, what you, would love to, what you think about the trailer that was just released, and mm. anything that gets Star Wars related that you want to comment on. We'd love to hear what you think. So hit us up on Twitter or send us an email. That'll do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. 
We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained.